Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. DA on CBS Sports Radio. DA, how you feeling, bro? Man, I'm feeling great. I'm doing great. Happy Tuesday, boys and girls. One question, one question only. How do you feel? Yeah, I feel good, and I'm doing well. Well, that's all that really matters. Coming your way this hour on the show, we are stunned to a news in 20 minutes. We'll also do plenty of trashes in 20 minutes as well, so get them in on Twitter, at DA on CBS, or on the phones as well. And coming up later on in the hour, we've got your advanced analytics and your epic fail. Question of the day. Would you spend 3500 bucks on the new Apple VR goggles? They're supposed to be now revolutionary. And we've heard this whole VR is going to change the world. It's going to change mainstream media. It's going to change sports fans that we're supposed to be knocking over each other to put on these VR goggles to act like we're sitting courtside of the NBA Finals or Super Bowl tickets or things like this. And it's been a huge bust. And all these companies have continually tried to invest in it, and nobody's really buying it. And so now, apparently this one does not have any external controllers, that it's all directed by your eye movements, and that this is different, it's going to change everything, but would you spend 3500 bucks on something like this? Will this one work? That's the new bet by Apple, but I have my doubts. I think if people wanted to do it, they would have already done it because it's not that expensive right now. It's not like it's a $10,000 investment. You can get them for a relatively inexpensive price, but people just have not bought in on it. And I think it's because it's a culture where for sports, the sports fan would rather be there and take photos of themselves and post on social media. A lot of people go to games to post on social I don't know if a lot of people care enough to spend a couple of grand to actually not be there. We'll see. I have my doubts. I think it would have already taken root. NBA Finals Game 2, big comeback by the Heat in the fourth quarter. I've got real issues with the Nuggets' consistent inconsistency. I love Jimmy Butler. Who doesn't? But I really love Jimmy Butler. And I worked in Miami for a couple of years when Eric Spolstra first took over. I was down there in 08 and 09 before I got the job in Boston. And that was the early days of Spo. And I could see early why Riley liked him. I could never have said, oh, this guy's going to win multiple NBA championships. I'm not saying that. But you could see why he was a committed soldier to the Miami Heat culture, which is a Riley thing. It's all a Riley thing. This is all Riley. 
I love Spo too. He's a great head coach. But Pat Riley indoctrinates what we're going to be, and Mickey Arison, the owner there, lets him have carte blanche. Riley took over 95, and Arison said, you run everything. You have full control over everything, and so Riley picks the pieces. And he picks the executives, the coaches, the players that he thinks, and it all trickles down. It's like Spo is a reflection of Riley, and the front office is a reflection of Riley, which means the players they pick will be reflections of Riley ultimately as well. It's mirrors of mirrors of mirrors. So it, it's, it's all in Pat Riley's mold. Who are these guys? These guys are Duncan Robinson and Max Struess and Kayla Martin and Gabe Vincent. Nobodies who are forced to work their ass off to keep jobs in the NBA like Pat Riley was. Guys that are committed defensively something that Riley's always been. Sublimate the ego. It's not about you. Something Riley's always espoused, even if Riley likes himself and has his own ego. It's all through Riley's lens. And so it's not surprising when the Heat do these things because they are tighter as a unit, as a franchise, than most other franchises. The problem with Game 2 is not that the Heat fought. You know that they would. It's not that a random guy had a big night. In this case, it was Duncan Robinson. It's that the Nuggets consistently lack a killer instinct. And maybe you don't have that until you do it. But Mike Malone has has said this constantly about his team. That they fail to commit defensively. Which is why from day one of the playoffs, I said, this team's not winning a championship. Now, we're three wins away from being dead wrong. Totally admit that. But Malone has had to send up the flare constantly throughout the season. Hey, guys, wake up, wake up. Now, maybe some of this is on Malone, but some of this is on the team. And we saw it again in game two. They lacked the killer instinct in the fourth quarter. And as great as Jokic is, okay, and he is great. He's sensational. I think Jokic's natural at ease demeanor hurt the Nuggets here and has hurt the Nuggets. And I'm not saying his production has hurt him because he scored 40 points. He's a triple-double machine. But Jokic isn't the guy that's fiery, in your face, do this, do that, do this. If you don't do that, there's going to be hell to pay. There's no expectation from Jokic. He's a great teammate because he's chill. You see him before games... It's like nothing is is a care in the world, and that helps and sometimes hurts. Jamal Murray's not that guy either. Jeff Green's not that guy either. Aaron Gordon's not that guy. Those guys are passengers as Jokic is the driver, Murray a little less so, but none of them have that killer, this is how it's going to go down, and there's going to be hell to pay. So it comes down to Michael Malone, and clearly his message doesn't always get through. So this lackadaisical, sometimes we'll commit defensively, sometimes we'll get down because our shots aren't falling, sometimes we'll play a full 48 minutes, is actually part of Jokic being your the epicenter of your team. He's so chill. We'll see how it, it happens in Miami, but look, the Nuggets missed a golden opportunity to basically put this series into a different type of stress level for the Heat. Had they won game two up 2-0, you know, you have a Heat team that's going to flail 
and you get one of the two, the series is over. Now, the Heat have all the confidence they, they, they can do this again. On the Stanley Cup final last night, the Knights are too much. They're, the Golden Knights are too much. They're too much for the, for the, the Panthers. The Panthers needed Sergei Bobrovsky to be elite, and they needed to lunch pail their way to a goal or two, and they nearly did it in game one. When they had the 2-1 lead in game one, they had to close. They had to close. And the doors got blown off. The Knights came roaring back. They got game one. They, they, it was a close game. The final score, 5-2, doesn't indicate how close that game was. That was a close game until four minutes to play. That was a really tight and well-played game on both sides. But... Last night, it was over early. And Bobrovsky can be lights out or he can be shaky. It's why he's Sergei Bobrovsky. Last night, he was shaky, and he did not see the puck in traffic. And every time there was any anything in, in, in front of him, he lost the puck. And it might be lack of confidence. It might be the Knights. It might be the speed. But you just watched the game last night. The Knights' speed and the waves of pressure they can put on you is killing the Panthers defensively. And the four-check coming back down the other way is just too its too fast. It's too crazy fast. And the the Knights are playing with such a speed that it's it's got the Panthers' heads spinning. And I don't see how the Panthers win two games in Miami or South Florida. They're not in Miami. They're in the western side of South Florida, right next to the Everglades. I, I don't see how they take these two to make it a 2-2 series. I think the Knights get either one or both of these. I don't think the Panthers have the resistance defensively or the goaltending right now to stay in this. And what I think you see is the last time the Knights were in the Stanley Cup final, they won game one and then didn't win another game. Last night, there was an intensity that the guys who were still here from that final run said, tonight's an important night. We must keep the pressure up. Because you lose one like the Nuggets did and suddenly a 1-1 series feels a lot different than 2-0. It's only one game, but it changes the entire temperature of the series. Think that happened last night where the Knights knew don't let them off the mat, which the Nuggets didn't, which the Nuggets did not. And when the Knights are flying, I don't know how you stop that offense. I don't know how you stop that scoring. And Aiden Hill, what, what the hell? Aiden Hill suddenly has become freaking Patrick Waugh, but they were fantastic last night. That was a butt kicking. There was a goal where Bobrovsky basically didn't even slide over to make the, the save. It just like got up, stood up. Yeah, what can you do? Like that's a team that's broken right now. If the Knights score a couple of goals in game three, that's going to be a gentleman's sweep, a sweep, or at worst, a gentleman's mop. <laughs> okay. So... I, I got to tell you, I am so happy to be back on the air. And, um, you know, this was a unique two weeks for me. From a personal standpoint, I have not had two weeks off from the show since I can tell you ex- the exact date. And that was early January 2008. At that point, my contract had expired at the end of 07, December 31st, 2007 in Kansas City on 610 Sports Radio. I was doing the morning show there. We got into a bit of a... It was a disagreement, I thought, with management. My contract was expiring. 
They had some feeling of going a different direction. I didn't necessarily want to leave, although I knew that my career needed to go to a different level and I had to leave Kansas City to get there. I wanted to get back home toward the, the New York area where my family and friends were. And so there was a disagreement there. And, and so my contract expired and I had landed the job in Miami and the Miami job didn't start for three weeks. So I had two and a half, three weeks in between moving and whatnot. That was the last time I had two weeks off in a row. And that was early 08. Since then, Miami led to Boston. I had three days off in between the two jobs. That was 09. When I got this job, I had a week off in between the two jobs. And then I had to go back to Boston on weekends because I was still finishing out my Patriots coverage over their playoff run. So there was no, there was overlap there. And I have only taken here maybe a week. I doubt even a little bit more than that, eight days, nine days, but I've never had two full weeks off. So I was, this was a very unique thing for me. And I appreciate everybody that reached out and said, I wish you were on the air. And, and those that were a little bit more antagonistic, how could you take off? You know, I was back running my job three days after my baby was born. And I just, I want everybody to know that it wasn't because the show didn't mean a lot to me. And I was, you know, I didn't want to be here. It was that when I do something, I just have to be completely committed. It's the only way I know how to do things. I just have always been wired that way. If I'm in it, I'm really in it. And this show means a lot to me. And I didn't want to half-ass this show. And I certainly didn't want to half-ass the first two weeks of having my firstborn. The lessons that I learned over the last two weeks were sometimes you do need a break. Because if I was doing the show during that time, I would have been a disaster. And today, I think the show's been pretty good. And it's because I had that time to decompress to spend it in focus on my child and my wife. The other lesson is, like in sports, you need a great teammate. You just have to have a great teammate. And the mom in every birth, in every pregnancy, is Tom Brady. Because they do dictate everything. You dictate nothing as a man. Nothing. You can't carry him. You can't birth him. You can't feed him naturally. Or her. So you have to have a great teammate. And I try to salute moms as much as possible because I am very dedicated to my mom. I'm super close to my mom. She's one of my heroes. My grandmother was another one of my heroes. And I thought I appreciated moms and women until now where the type of appreciation I have for my wife and my mom and my grandmom and every mom is at a totally different level. When when you're in a hospital and you hear the sounds of birthing, you're like, there's no way I could do that. No chance. No way. The screeches, the screams, the wails, the surgeries, the rehabs, the, the stitches, the whatever. It's like, whoa. Whoa. Every dad out there, every guy out there should bow at the altar of our wives and our mothers and our grandmothers and everybody because, whoa, (laughs) that's like stepping into the black hole in Oakland for an AFC championship game and finding yourself down by 21 points in the first quarter. Whoa, I'm not ready for this. The next thing is, 
what I've learned by being a dad over the first two weeks is that the speed of the game is too fast. It's like going from high school to college and then college to the pros. It's moving too fast. You know, those, the first nights in the hospital, whoa, what, what are we doing? We're doing that already? Okay, what's happening? What's that beeping sound? Where's the nurse? How do I swaddle? Are we feeding him? Do you need me to feed him? Should I burp him? Should, how do we stop him from crying? How, we got to fill out this paperwork, this test, pediatrician's coming in here. It's like, just, it's coming at you too fast. It's when rookies get to training camp and then the regular season, you're like, whoa, different speed. It's a, it's a different speed. You also realize that like any good coach, offensive coordinator, you have to take what the defense gives you. No two game plans are alike. You go into a situation and you think you're the first 15 scripted and you know what? Then we'll do this and this is going to set up this. We're going to run on second down instead of the third down out here. Red zone, we'll, we'll, we'll try to take advantage of this corner. Then you get into the game, you're like, throw it all out. Throw it all out. We had this perfectly organized nursery on May the 22nd, okay? The day before AJ was born. And my wife, a designer, everything meticulously researched and it's all beautiful. And you walk in, you're like, wow, this is from a Sonoma Williams magazine. This is just beautiful. We got home Friday afternoon around five o'clock or so. So we were in the hospital for, for a long time, Tuesday morning until Friday late afternoon. By Saturday morning, bomb had gone off. Everything was everywhere. Every, everything was everywhere. It's <laughs> just like you you can't even handle those early minutes and you just take what the defense gives you. He's sleeping out. Okay, fine. You want a schedule? You want a schedule of when he's going to be hungry or when he sleeps or when he burps or how often he poops or the color of the poop or the smell of the poop? Or you, you don't get that. You just figure it out as you go along. Everything is just like, Oh, that play worked? Let's run that play again. We thought that play was going to work. No, no, it didn't work. Scrap that play. You're just every day, it's a living organism of a game plan. So you just take what the defense gives you. You just take what, the de- what worked in the hospital when I would bounce him to stop him from screaming and I would sing to him to stop him from crying. You try now, not working. That's not, so now it's got to be something else. You just you got to change tempos. You got to be a point guard that that absolutely knows the defense looks like this one night, looks like this the next night. Got to change. So those are the lessons that you learn early. And in my case, being a first time dad, and from what everybody tells me, that if if you have more children, every child is different. No, there is no game plan for anything. So. I said this on the show a couple of uh, last week, I guess it was when I joined the guys just for a quick snippet for everybody that said, congratulations, DA, you're going to be a great dad. I don't know what you're basing that on. I had no track record here. (laughs) It was, it was just instinct by you guys, maybe by my attitude on the air, maybe by how I, I might have interacted with you on social media, or if I met you in person or I took a phone call or something, I don't know. It was very much appreciated because you know, I, I tend to believe in myself. It was something that was given to me by my mom. Believe in yourself, you'll be okay. But of course, you never know. You never know. Who knows? And for you guys to say, I think you'll, you'll, you'll be okay, meant a lot. It really did. It meant a lot. I don't know if I'm doing it okay. I hope that I am. I hope that I'm just here basically for my wife and 
my son to be the best rock, the best stability, the best everything. But I, at times I'm breaking. There's no doubt. There's been a few breaks. There's been a few daddy looking into the, the window like, how the hell are we going to do this? And this is minimum 18 years, but probably longer we're going to be in charge or responsible for some part of this person's life. And how do we get to tomorrow? (laughs) And I appreciate everybody for, uh, for for having some confidence in me. The old daddy's always happy keeps ringing in my mind. Daddy's always happy. (laughs) (laughs) yep Mm -hmm. was that gordon hayward i think it was was it gordon hayward at a i think it was his his gender reveal is daddy happy daddy's always happy yes daddy or was that kirk cousins i forgot oh gordon hayward it was gordon hayward i thought thought so (laughs) i could just imagine the Bourbon Bell looking at me and going, is daddy happy? And me going, daddy's always happy. Daddy's always happy. <laughs> Pete, you know the feeling. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Daddy's always happy. <laughs> yes, 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 daddy's for sure. Always, daddy's always happy. <laughs> okay, when we come back here on the show, we'll get to your trashes. And we've got Stun to a News, DA, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Radio. The only radio show where listeners are invited to their childhood homes. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. All right, welcome back. Appreciate you being with us. Trash Tuesday, the Defensive Player of the Week, sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serve the Armed Forces DOD veterans and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Bam Adebayo, game two, two blocks, 21 points. He was fantastic. Miami gets the 111-108 win. The finals tied at a game apiece. Game three is four months from now in Miami. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's tomorrow. Basically. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> Glad you're with us. It is Trash Tuesday. We'll get to your trashes here, then get to a little stun to a news. Although Skipper Tim tweets, in DA, we know you're going to be a great dad because you know what not to do because of Mraz. That's... That's probably true on some level. Mraz actually is a very good dad, but he does make a lot of curious parenting decisions. He loves the girls, but there certainly is a number of things where you go, I'll remember not to do that. Like ignoring when your child is eating the puke (laughs) of the dog. The first thing I thought of. (laughs) The dog at a Bob's Bar show, I think this was two years ago, ate Taylor's leftover spaghetti and meatballs that she didn't eat. Then the dog puked it up on the ground. And Taylor was later on out of her whatever she was being held by and was crawling on the ground and started eating the the spaghetti that had been puked up by the dog. It's a great moment in Bob's Bar history. We are going to have a plaque on the ground, kind of like where Hank Aaron hit 715. Right. <laughs> We're going to put a plaque on the ground of where Taylor ate the dog's puke. Here lies Evans Field. <laughs> oh, man. Luke Churro says, trash the haters. Family's always important. That beginning time with the new kids is so great and challenging. The ones that went back to work right away, it's their choice. So trash them. I'm getting queasy. Yeah, that's the thing. I took the two weeks. Hey, look, I'll, I'll tell you this to be very candid as well. We fight for a lot of things here on the show and at this network. We claw, we scrap, we make many compromises, okay? Well, when the company says you get paternity leave, I say you take paternity leave as well, okay? Yes. We, we don't get a lot of favors around here. It's a great company to work for, but at the network and on this show, we have to make some compromises and we have had to eat some mud. We'll put it that way sometimes. So when the company says, this is what you get, I'm like, this is what we're doing. This is what I'm taking. And this is how I'm going to support my wife and my child. And whoever else has different decisions. Look, people can work shift rates and they got to go back to work the next day. They got to go back to work the next week. I mean, that... That's a totally different scenario. And if you need to go back and you want to go back, God bless you. No judgment there. For me, this is the right decision. And we get I get more than two weeks. So I'll be taking more than two weeks. Okay. And it's a it's a summer. It's the summer coming up, which is something that we plan so that I could take off time and it not be during football season when time is usually taken off. So be forewarned. Adriana is trashing Bogish and Mraz for smashing on Pete the body the entire time he was out. He had a newborn baby girl. Not cool. Hashtag, come on, man. Hold your nose. That's some smelly rubbish. Is that right, Pete? You were taking friendly fire from those guys? I got that sense. Uh, I listened, as I said, I listened in the car. Uh, and uh, I did give them uh, the compliment that they did do a good job, but there was a lot of... There was a lot of chest pumping from uh, Mraz. There was a lot of bashing of me uh, I, I, from what I heard uh, in the car. But, um, but yeah, yeah, there was a lot of trashing, a lot of, um, you know, uh, fist pumping in the air, from, from uh, at least from Mraz. And Bogues, too? That would be surprising. Bogues is usually very supportive of the family stuff. I think it was more Mraz, and Bogus was just involved because he was a part of the show. 
I see. Mariana tweets, and trashing people who are oblivious to their toddlers in the playground. The last thing I want to do is have to handle someone else's kid, but if your kid is hurting mine, I'm going to stop the situation. Hashtag beep beep. Hashtag hot garbage. Are those maggots? Pete the Body, how's Timmy doing with his new little sister? Oh, Timmy's doing well. At first, he thought Timmy was from the neighbor. So, uh, that to me, thought Kerry was from the neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> you thought Kerry was the neighbor's kid? Yes. <laughs> at, at first, at first. And then uh, I think he started to realize, oh, hey, Kerry is a part of the family now. Um, but the first time he met Kerry, he loved, I have a video out on, on social media. Uh, it was it was beautiful. Uh, but he's getting used to having a sister around. And... Um, and and it's he's doing he's doing really well. You know, there's an adjustment. There are some things that he's adjusting to, but he's doing very well. Good. Yeah, not being the center of attention. Everybody was always worried. I was the oldest of three that I was going to resent my my brother. My brother Jay came um, three four years after, so I was four, and everybody was worried. Oh my God, you're going to resent your brother? I, I don't remember that feeling. Maybe I had it, and of course I was four years old, so I don't remember. But I don't, I don't remember having that feeling. But yeah, that that's an often that's a common thing where older siblings they're no longer the attention's on them. So it's like, what the hell just happened? Somebody somebody bogarted all my attention. Fully Ohio says, parenting one oh one, your newborn will sleep nonstop and be happy all day long. And then at night he'll sleep thirty minutes and rage harder than boil after a four two five oinker. <laughs> <laughs> Also, this is the easy stuff. Soon he'll be moving. Then the challenge truly begins. Fully Ohio, don't tell me that. It just right now, I'm just it's game to game, day to day. That's all. We're just trying to get to the to, to Cincinnati. <laughs> yes, right. Rob the three two one is trashing himself. He was about to do some laundry and accidentally put the detergent in the fabric softener area. What the heck was I doing? Trash me. This must be garbage time. Jeremy tweets, I'm trashing people who don't take their cap off for the National Anthem at sporting events. Show some respect. Hashtag trash Tuesday. So frustrating. I remember thinking that, eh, what was the first sporting event, pro sporting event that I went to with my dad? Maybe I was 10. Oh, no, probably earlier. Maybe eight. And um, I remember standing up for the National Anthem. Everybody stands. And I don't know if I had the ball cap on or not, but everybody took off their ball cap. And I noted that like, oh, that's that's the right thing to do. My dad has never worn a baseball cap in his life. So he didn't have a cap on that day. But then ensuingly going to games, I always felt this intense pressure because I remember growing up seeing adults do it. And now, yeah, it's something that I, I, I also find weird. It's like you're going to stand and put your hand over your heart. So you recognize the anthem. And the respect that we should show. But then you're keeping your cap on. It seems like kind of half-assed. So, Brett and Boise is trashing people who pile all of their work onto others as they go preparing for vacation and then leave work two hours early. No fear. I'll do both of our jobs while you're still here. Hashtag hold on. Hashtag trash them. We're eroding. And Kyle says, I'm trashing all these randos in Arizona pretending to be Nuggets fans. You're not a Nuggets fan. You're not even a basketball fan. Get him out. Trash him. Ooh, that garbage bag is leaking. All right, Peter Schwartz is standing by. He's got our headlines, Mr. Schwartz. All right, DA, let's begin with game two of the Stanley Cup final. We're halfway to Lord Stanley parading down the Vegas Strip. Michael the Marsh himself all alone. He scores! Welcome back, Jack. 
Tarsiso makes it 5-1, two minutes into the third period. That was Dan Duva on Golden Knights Radio, and the Golden Knights take a 2-0 series lead. They beat the Panthers 7-2 last night in Game 2 in Vegas. Jonathan Marceau with two goals and an assist at Vegas set the tone early with their physicality, especially a crushing hit by Evan Barbashev on Panthers defenseman Ratko Gudis. Yeah, I mean, it was huge, right? Uh, I mean, I don't think uh, Gudis came back after that, and... Uh... I mean, he's a pretty big part of their team. He's super physical. He's a great defenseman. Uh, I mean, we had a power play, and he reversed it in there and just set the tone, and we are able to cash in. I think we got the momentum really early in that game. Aiden Hill made 29 saves. Game three set for Thursday in Florida. The NBA Finals back in action tomorrow in Miami. The Heat and Nuggets are tied at a game apiece. Now to baseball in San Diego. The legend of Gary Sanchez continues. Manny at first, one out, no score in the second inning, and Sanchez lines one to deep left. Haps back, he watches, gonna go! Two-run homer, Gary Sanchez. Already is third as a Padre, and a couple of pitches after David Ross is ejected. Sanchez goes deep, and the Padres jump out two to nothing. Jesse Agler, Padres radio, and the Padres blank the Cubs five nothing. Home run number three for Sanchez in a Padres uniform since being picked up on waivers from the Mets last week. Other games last night: Rangers beat the Cardinals four to three. Marcus Semien extends his hitting streak to twenty four games in a row. The Reds beat the Brewers two nothing. Astros hit four home runs in eleven four win over the Blue Jays. The Pirates over the A's 5-4. Marlins beat the Royals 9-6. The Phillies over the Tigers 8-3. The Rays beat the Red Sox 4-1. NFL investigating Colts cornerback and kick return Isaiah Rodgers for possible violations of the league's gambling policy. The Cowboys released wide receiver Antonio Callaway after he was arrested last weekend in Miami for driving with a suspended license. And the Buffalo Bills yesterday, the official groundbreaking for their new stadium, set to open in 2026. NDA, it is time to get stunned. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. Hey, DA, you know, uh, states around the country, you know, there's a state bird, there's a state colors, right? State flower, all kinds of those things, yeah. right? Yep. How about a state cookie? Ever hear of that before? No. Alabama governor has signed legislation naming Yellowhammer Cookie as the official state cookie of Alabama. The Yellowhammer Cookie, Governor Kay Ivey, on Friday, last Friday, signing legislation naming the confection created by a Montgomery fourth grader as the official state cookie of fourth grader DA. Makes a cookie. It's now the official cookie of the state. Students at Montgomery's Trinity Presbyterian School Came up with the idea of a steak cookie. Fourth grader Mary Claire Cook submitted the winning recipe, which includes pecans, peanut butter, and honey. This according Ooh. to WSFA-TV. Cook bought a batch of the cookies to Ivy, uh, brought a batch of the cookies to Ivy for the bill signing ceremony. Now, Alabama, now in addition to the cookie, a long list of official state emblems and symbols, including a state vegetable, a nut, amphibian, and spirit. And now, D.A., Alabama has an official state cookie. 
They, so Alabama has a state amphibian as well, you said? Yes. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. But that's pretty cool. I, you know, living in New York all my life, like I'm wondering, like, would the black and white cookie be the official oh, cookie of New York State? good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Because very few cookies are individual to states. Right. But this one sounds cool because it has peanuts, which is something the state legume i guess but it also has pecans <laughs> pecans it has which are uh, native to alabama some yeah. people call them pecans and honey and honey so that makes sense for alabama to have this yellow hammer and and also a little girl named mary claire cook sounds yeah. so adorable you just have to make her cookie the state cookie i would buy a million cookies from a mary claire in fourth grade absolutely but what's your favorite cookie like is it the black and white oh cookie it's the or? black and white cookie it is okay. yeah and I think you'd have to have some kind of, like, ass-backwards cookie to be the official cookie of New Jersey. <laughs> the hell does that mean? Boil? <laughs> like something that's really, like, you know, kind of, like, disgusting. It would be the cannoli. <laughs> the cannoli is a good Jersey cookie. But is it a cookie or a pastry? It's a cookie. My favorite cookie is oversized jumbo chocolate chip cookies. Oh, okay. Those are my favorite. But again, are those identifiable with one state or one region? Not really. No. So I don't know who claims that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you could, you know, like, I mean, everybody, every state's got basically a state bird, state color. How do you come up with a, a cookie? Because, I mean, like you said, the oversized chocolate chip cookie, I mean, people in all 50 states would like yeah. a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. So how do you come that's up right. with something that's you know, definitive to those states? I don't know. It's a good question. Maybe Jersey can have that garbage cookie where they just put everything in it. Like, don't they call it a garbage cookie? Because there's potato <laughs> chips in it and pretzels in it and M&M's in it and all that stuff. It would be the only cookie that couldn't make a left turn anywhere. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. <laughs> Boyle's a Jersey guy. Mm-hmm. Boyle, do you have to cut out sweets before the Bob's Bar show since you're trying to get cut for the oil boil segment? Yeah. No, that, that's that's a must. That's a must. The diet is part of the, is solely the reason that I'm still 215 here, bulkier than I'd like to be. I would have loved to have been a solid chiseled 200 going into Bob's Bar. It just ain't happening. Ain't happening. Well, so, if you didn't drink so much and eat so much on the golf course, it might have happened. Well, what do you want from me, DA? I'm a guy. I'm not perfect here. I'm a human being. <laughs> I have flaws. So now we gotta. Now I'm gonna ratchet it up here to a hundred, and probably starve myself for twenty hours out of the day. <laughs> nice. That should be healthy. Are you gonna bring anybody to Bob's Bar a week from Friday? I don't think so. I think I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna let whatever. Women are there, have their, have, you know, go free for all. <laughs> go free for all. Because <laughs> that's all, well, also, that's a, that's a lot to ask to bring yes. somebody, anybody, let yep. alone a girl. At Hey, you want to get up at the 345 and I'll pick you up and bring you to Long Island for a, <laughs> for a radio show? Yeah, it's, and it's not the group you want to introduce her to the, for the first time. She mm. hasn't met any of us, the listeners. 
Dana Mechanicsburg on his fourth David Garrard jersey. It's just, it's, you don't need that. <laughs> Badlands Booker belching in her face. You just, you don't need any of it. Pete the Body, do we have a confirmed guest list from people at the at the the station? We we know that Pat's going to come. Caserta is confirmed as well, right? Yeah, I, I don't have a confirmed list, but you would think the the regulars that are involved would be around okay. uh, at some point lurking. So, uh, so yeah, I well, we have Gelb. Gelb's going to be parking everyone's right. car. Zach Gelb. Yeah, so I, I, I think wherever Gelb goes, you might see a hickey. Here. I'll be there. You're there. Schwartz, you're going to make it, too? I'll be there, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Very cool. Got to have round two with Shep. Well, we got to see Ooh. if Shep... Oh, we got to see if Shep makes it. Yeah. Shep is going to make it, maybe. He's got to work at night so he could do so. Are you guys mixing it up, or what are we doing? Um... I think it all depends on what kind of behavior he's on this year. You know, like the last year was very disrespectful to the other members of the network that were trying to speak, and he just took over the show. And I, you know, felt some resentment towards that. And I think he needed to be put in his place. What if he's feeling himself again? Well, then we're gonna have to, you know, we're gonna have to you know, take matters into whatever hands we have to take them into that day. <laughs> I might fight everybody. <laughs> and the cool thing is that Schwartz, boy, how tall are you, Schwartz? Six, six four. Six four. And you're a monster of a man. And here's Shep, who's probably shorter than I am. He's probably five eight, maybe. And he's one sixty. Yeah. Maybe less. He runs all the time. So it's just like the battle between you guys it was David versus Goliath. It was quite the physical battle as well <laughs> well no, i don't know if it was physical it was well, just, no, you guys didn't it was get physical verbal but you, know, but you could cast a shadow over him. absolutely and he the only the only advantage he would have over me is the speed like i think right. if he slipped away and got away there's no catching him <laughs> i mean here's a here's a guy that is that has been known to run from the studio here back to wherever you know holy lives in you know somewhere wow. in, Schwartz well, knows his limitations. I'll give you that. I told you, DA, we should have got the ring. We should have got the ring, right? The wrestling ring. That was one of Pete the Body's brainstorms. Get a wrestling ring, and then we actually have re- <laughs> wrestling matches. Oversized gloves. Have, I'd like to give him a tombstone. Gloves. Oh, man. Well, we're going to love to have you there, Schwartz. <laughs> yes. And hopefully, Shep can make it as well. All, everybody from CBS Sports Radio is invited. And we have a one-sheet travel guide if you're thinking about making it, if you're going to make it. It's available on our social media pages. You can tweet any of us. We can tweet it at, back at you. It's on our Facebook page and also on my personal website, myname.com, damonamendolara.com. When we come back, advanced analytics and your epic fail, DA, CBS Sports Radio. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. Here's Pat Boyle going after tour pro Michael Block. Imagine Michael Block And then suddenly your life is so dramatic. So it sounds like that clip was playing kind of low, so we're going to try to reset that. But Michael Block was the guy that came out of nowhere at the PGA Championship. I mean, regular old tour pro, a guy that works at your, your local Muni, who ended up making the PGA Championship in Rochester and finishing in the top 15. Was it top 20? He had the hole-in-one he was on a magic carpet ride, and then the next week, he finished last at the Schwab Invitational, 
and then was talking on SportsCenter about how Michael Jordan texted him, and we had Pat Boyle getting very fired up about that. So let's play that clip. Imagine being Michael Block and basically working at a at a golf course, and then suddenly your life changes so dramatically that you're getting texted by Michael freaking Jordan. Wow, is that so? Boyle, am I am I right in saying you you dream about being Michael Block? Yes and no, because DA, I, I put that in there to kind of mock Michael Block because at this point, like I've I've had enough of this guy. Oh, okay. You had one weekend. <laughs> you had one weekend where you flew too close to the sun, and then you come in dead last, and then this last weekend, he fails to qualify for the U.S. Open. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's just how it's gone the putting green, going through all my texts, just trying to find what Michael Jordan texted me. You know, I guess I, I, I had to make him wait just so I could text him back. I mean, dude, you're a loser. Bubba Watson. You're a loser. Oh, he's a lo- He just had an ace. He just had a hold in one at the PGA Championship. <laughs> yeah, cor- congrats. He had one weekend, and he's talking about, yeah, you know, I'm basically the same golf player is Rory McIlroy. Those guys just can out-hit me. You're a loser. You had one weekend where you actually did something, <laughs> and now you've come back to earth, and you're talking about you're trying to stay relevant. Oh, yeah, well, oh, Michael Jordan texted me? Yeah, I guess I had to stay on the putting green and go through my phone to find all my texts. Hi-ya! I saw you. Get back in there. <laughs> you got to handle it a lot better than this. This guy is such a phony. Hideki Matsuyama. How about uh, get your ass back on the, the fairway and the putting green and get ready Let's for go. next week's golf tournament rather than finishing dead last. But, hey, Michael Jordan texted me, so you know what, guys? I'm cool. Louis Uthazen. What the hell did you just say to me? This guy had one week and one tournament. It's not even like he won the PGA Championship. He came in 15th. 15th. And he's like, uh, yeah, you know, Michael Jordan texted me. So I just, I had to keep going through my phone and the thousands of texts until I found it. Good for you, bro, because you're never going to make anywhere near the amount of. Here's why you fail. Epic fail. Question, would you buy the new three $3,500 Apple VR headset that's supposed to revolutionize virtual reality? 96% of you say no. Okay, that'll do it for us this morning here on the DA Show. That's exit stage left music for me. Thanks to Pat Boyle, executive producer. Today's back with us later on in the week. Thanks to Pete the Roddy Bellotti on the wheels of steel and audio director. Good to be back with him and the rest of the guys. Thanks to Peter Schwartz on your headlines and Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA. Be good and be good to one another. We will see you tomorrow. I'm DA and the Mothership Disconnects. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it 
in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 